Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. I'm Joe Oberly, Senior Writer at PurplePTSD.com and VikingsTerritory.com. And that's Mark Craig, NFL writer, Vikings writer for the Star Tribune and StarTribune.com. And we're here to talk about yet another disappointing one-score loss by the Vikings. They, uh, their season's on the brink like it's been all season long. And they lost to the Lions at home. Uh, a game they could have, should have, would have won, but uh, the same things plagued them as usual. Poor quarterback play, turnovers, and uh, you know, just uh, the happenstance of the NFL. But that's that's the way it goes. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, that's just how it goes typically. Whenever you have your uh, fourth quarterback, uh, um, you know, turnovers. You know, the quarterback. You know, he throws for 411 yards. There are some plays in there where you're like. You know, he can do it, but I think in general, even on the, the plays that he made, um, there's just a it's an illustration of what the arm strength it takes to play in the league and to play, you know, to start in the league and, and play four quarters and 60 plays or whatever it is. Um, he just lacks that that arm strength uh, that you need, you know, to be a, a guy that can that can step forward in in big moments you know there there were some good plays obviously it's good plays mm-hmm. against cincinnati but when this team needed him uh you know all of this is 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 kind of just illuminating to people that um you know like him or hate him kirk kirk's going to give you a chance to win and yep. i don't think nick mullins long term uh, is going to give you a chance to win and, and um you know dobbs looked good he was a frankly he might be their best chance to win right now it might be josh dobbs but um it's a mess it's a it's a it's a it's what happens typically whenever your quarterback situation is a mess and the vikings quarterback situation is a mess um you know you make a good point about the arm strength and not that was really on display yesterday and it's something that uh you just don't realize uh at least i didn't realize watching him in the past couple weeks but until I mean, he, the 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 interception that he threw to a double covered uh, Jefferson that went down the side. Of the guys just the ball was short. Jefferson couldn't come back. The guy jumps in front of it. The uh, uh, interception at the end of the game down by the goal line. If he leads him to the open spot right behind him and towards the corner of the end zone, the game's over. The Vikings win. But the ball fluttered and came short. It's it's it was arm strength, and he had he had stepped up in the pocket on that one and had time to throw it and. Uh, uh, well, the just, last the last one he he just threw a duck. I mean, it, it just it came off wobbling and everything. So yeah, it, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know if he was trying to lead him because that's something Kirk would do. And I, I swear the the look on on Jefferson's face afterwards it was like, oh my god, if Kirk's throwing him that, Kirk throws me open and I just waltz into the end zone because there was nobody behind him. There's two guys I should say to the left of him, but the space was wide open just to grab that and go in the end zone. And after watching Jefferson yesterday, you know he would have caught it if it was anywhere near in his radius. Well, yeah, there was exam. I mean, that fourth and or third and twenty-seven or whatever it was, where he went up two defenders. Uh, you know, they're doubling yeah. him, and there's there's two guys right there. They're all there's six hands going like this, and Jefferson is the one obviously that comes down with it. Uh, I would say just go even go back to his first interception. Um, you know, the defense, you know, Cam Bynum has a great takeaway. He mm-hmm. puts his helmet right on the ball. Um, Ivan Pace or whoever fell on it. And, yep. and, and, and so they got you know, right there. You get a chance. I think it was a, was a seven, seven game. Um, 
And fourth and two, uh, he throws an interception that's a poorly thrown ball intended for uh, Addison. And meanwhile, Jefferson, you know, was not was open uh, and, and just to his left of Addison. So there was this strange, uh, you know, and I wrote about it for the uh, for an extra point in the paper was this strange like uh, when it came to, to Jefferson like, that at the end of the like they only had one target in the first of what, you know, full full quarter and almost to the end of the second quarter. Yep. And then all of a sudden they needed a two minute drive to go down the field. He gets three balls for 77 yards. He's making great catches over 20, you know, each one's over 20, 22 yards. He gets the touchdown. Then he disappears until there's 10 minutes left. And then there's six targets at the end of the game where <laughs> Jefferson catches two and the lions catch two, like basically, uh, you know, at least the one was like, almost like fielding a punt. It's um, him, him throwing, you know, uh, Mullins throwing a deep ball in that first interception, fourth and two. It's like, I don't, that's just not a play that, mm. that if you're going to go for it on fourth and two, have something that where his arm isn't being pushing the ball down the field, especially when there's not an open guy. It's just, it's a combination. I, you know, I think that, you know, he made some poor decisions. He doesn't have the arm strength and what the coach didn't help him out. I, I think on some of these, if, if those were, those were the plays or the, what was intended for him to the progression for him to make um, take that away because he, he's incapable of making some of those throws. Yeah. I agree with you on that fourth and two. I, I was very upset on that play. This is why there you need two yards, do something, do something different. Let that guy take some, you know, people deep and throw something underneath. It's all you had to do, but um, I, he made some panic throws. I, you know, I just wanted to see, just not have, the command of the offense or does he just not have the ability to see the offense because yes, yeah. you know to 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 throw all you know to throw to Jefferson in bunches like that and then ignore him the rest of the game it's just like dude what are you doing you know he's your best player on the field you know he's just he's just what he is what he is i know afterwards he said you know like, you know call himself a good you know whatever he called himself quarterback and that's good i you know you got to think that way but he, he this is really in the, in the they say it every day in the locker room when they're there. It's you know it is what it is, and he that's who he is. He's just a backup quarterback that you hope you don't have to play, and if you do have to play, you can you know get by for a quarter or a half or a, just a short period of time. If he becomes your starter, this is what you're looking at. And you know the Vikings were praised for bringing Josh Dobbs in and how he he kind of came on the scene. Um, you know. It's it, you can do it. I mean, Cleveland. Cleveland's in the same situation. Cleveland's starting four quarterbacks, just like the Vikings. Cleveland has turned the ball over a league. You know, it's hard to believe this, but the Browns have 32 uh, turnovers. That's that leads the league. Even the Vikings have don't have that many. They have 30. They're tied with the Jets for second most. One team's 10 and five uh, would be going for a. You know, if the Ravens weren't the best team in the league right now, they'd be going for a division championship. The other team. Is is seven and eight and just lost to the Lions and, and gave the Lions the a division title on their home field and so but both teams had a chance to win and uh, you know the Vikings just with a little more attention to detail uh, and 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 not putting the quarterback in that situation and then him not trying to do too much you know they could win that game they could win the the Bengals game but they didn't you know so. It's yeah, a, uh, Moans does panic throws. Moans does uh, things that 
you shouldn't do as a quarterback. Uh, he doesn't have the arm strength. And you mentioned earlier, maybe Dobbs is the way to go. You know, for me, and I hate to say it, it's it's Jaron Hall. I want to see what they got in him. And I don't think if the Vikings do were to make the playoffs, we're going to talk about it later. They, I, they, they will make no dent in the playoffs because uh, uh, of the injuries that they sustained yesterday, and and because of their play, they just don't have a, a capable quarterback. So I want to know what <clears throat> Jaron Hall gives you. Or if for no other reason to let Dobbs play because he he uh, to repair his psyche. But uh, no, I would like to see Jaron Hall. I, I think um, the only thing the Vikings can do now is hurt their draft position, and I hate to say it. And I'm uh, not talking, they I'm draft not talking about that. But what's going to happen in the next two weeks doesn't really matter for the draft. I mean, whether they pick you know a couple spots here or there, that, that's not uh, if everything matter. fell right, Mark. You they could be fifth, the fifth. Yeah, pick. I mean, it's you not going to happen. But yes. You know, and you also have to draft well. So to me, it's like I don't think about the draft. You know, if you think if you're thinking about the draft, it's you know they have you know Lewis seen sitting on the, on the bench for the eighth straight game was a healthy scratch. I mean, the, you know, the draft is I wouldn't even worry about the draft. But I do agree with Jaron Hall. To me, Jaron Hall not only did you get a look at him, not only to uh, see what you got, but I think from a team standpoint. Um, if you put Mullins out there, the, the team, the I feel like, you know, they they, they would be, if they're asked about it in the locker room, they would say, no, no, we support whoever. Yeah, I, I believe that the there would be a deflating team wide feeling if Mullins came back out on the field after throwing seven interceptions, most of them, you know, I think all of them probably on him. You know, just just bad throws, bad arm strength, bad decisions. Um, you know, after the first game, talking about learning and stuff like that, and then clearly nothing changed. So, yeah, it, it should be a different quarterback. And, and logic would say in order to, to get the team, you know, because they still have a chance to get in the playoffs, it would be to start Jaron Hall. And, frankly, I would do Jaron Hall. And It's almost like you're you're moving puzzle pieces around the board, but uh, Jaron Hall gets the start, maybe has a quicker hook since he's a rookie, and Dobbs is your backup, you know. Yeah, I know they have to play. I don't know what you do, but I think uh, it's up to O'Connell to uh, you know keep this team. You know, to, when they're professionals, it, it, motivating them is not as big a deal as it is in high school or maybe even college to some degree. But right now, this team needs to feel like it has a chance to win, and I don't feel like all fifty-two can go or whatever's active on game day can go out and feel that way with Nick Mullins right now. No, I, I don't think so either. And uh, like I said, the, the mentioned earlier, the look on, on uh, JJ's face after that pass felt woefully short or wobbled to him. So, and he came out and said once again, he, sometime this week, uh, you know, how much he liked Kirk Cousins, you know, so he's obviously lobbying for that to, to bring him back. So uh, you, you've got to, you've got to see what you got in your quarterback. It does us no good. I mean, the Vikings never saw what they had in Jake Browning. And Jake Browning's now playing for the Cincinnati Bengals and beating them, you know. So I mean, it's like in a in a situation like this, you put him up because you need to uh, do something different, and it doesn't say that you're tanking. You're you're trying to see no. who you got, and well, you, you're trying to win the game. And and if uh, you know if they don't win, I mean, it's hard for me to say this week. <laughs> I won't be as sad as if they lose to the Packers as I would any other time. But let's uh, be here there. The other thing too is. The injuries. I mean, I want to know what you uh, know about some of these, but the Vikings uh, 
experienced a spate of injuries yesterday. That was just devastating. Uh, uh, DJ Wonham's out for the year with a knee, I believe. Addison uh, might be out with an ankle. Blackman left with a, a shoulder injury. And Hawkinson, uh, I, I hear the word is not good on him. So, what do you know? Any updates on any of those guys and where they're at? You know, don't don't know the severity of them, but um, <laughs> was looks like it's a quad. It, it clearly was a, you know, that's one that he's not coming back. And that's a shame because, you know, that guy's got like eight sacks. He is he is in that that 26, 27 age zone where close to ten sacks. Mm-hmm. Um, he was going to make a bundle, and I don't know. He maybe he still will. Um, you know, as a free agent next year, as a free agent, probably not here, but somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a great season. Hawkinson's was it had that you know, he he hobbled off the field, but it definitely had that you know, there was being submarined and everything, and it you know, bent his knee back. So, I, I you know, all of these don't look like they're like you, I mean, maybe Madison, I, I, I or possibly, I don't know, but. Um, and yeah, then you also have you also have Murphy that's that didn't play yeah. last week. You, um, you know, one the only good thing about the injuries that was the way that Jordan Hicks played, uh, mm-hmm. back from his injury. But yeah, this is going to be a, this is going to this team is going to be uh depleted. Uh, Hawkinson could you know definitely not be playing. Um, and then you know, um, you know, Addison is what you know, uh, are you you're talking about Matt, you know, Alexander Madison or. No, Jordan Addison. Yeah, Jordan Addison went out. He left out. He left, and uh, I'm not sure that one didn't. Uh, I don't think it appeared as serious as the other. But you know, we're, mm. you know, uh, O'Connell talks today, so you know, we're not going to get everything crystal clear, but we'll get a better feeling on, uh, especially the guys that are you know, serious. With with players like that that are injured, that you're not going to throw out there unless you know. Uh, the entire future of your franchise is on the line. I mean, the season is on the line. It certainly is. And you'd want them out there, but they're not going to be able to help you if they're injured. I mean, everything is set up for them to, if they lose, it's okay. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to expect them to win, <clears throat> you know, because they don't have, I mean, the injuries this team has sustained. They've had gone through how many running backs they've gone through, how many quarterbacks they've uh, uh, Jefferson was out for eight games. They've had, you know, just, uh, I know every team does. I, I just feel like take a look at your team, what you got left. Throw, I'm not saying just go belly up, but you know. Yeah, no, I I totally disagree. I mean, well, you're not, don't put guys out there that could that could hurt themselves. And I think mm-hmm. they've, they've proven that they aren't going to be a team that sticks a guy out on the field. I still think that internally they probably regret not having uh, not having. Uh, Justin Jefferson played that Bears game. I feel like they thought, you know, with the bye week coming up, we're going to be over careful. We're, we can beat the Bears. I think that was a mistake. You know, Do you really think they thought that? What? That that we can get by without him? Yes, I'm sorry. I, I, of course, I think they thought that. I mean, they, the, the, they, they, that's what I, that's what I think. They would never say, it, never get him to admit it. But, but you know, if Isn't that's that negligent, if, that's, if that, if there wasn't a bye week on the other end of that game, he plays. And to me, that that. The way the NFL is, and how just and you just look at who's competing for the still for a playoff. There's seven and eight teams, or eight and seven teams. They're not very good teams, and, and you can't afford to just kind of throw caution to the you know just say, well, we're going to be we're we're just going to get to the bye week. We feel like we can beat them. Yeah, to me, it's they aren't they aren't good enough, especially without Kirk, to say that they could do that. And they didn't they didn't say it, but that's clearly what. But isn't what Zimmer likes to say? They come out and say. 
you know, he's able to play. I mean, he he was ready to play at that point. And that's what I remember Zimmer saying and other coaches, if you're ready to go, you're going. It's it's that's the only factor that's involved. I mean, if they're looking at the schedule like we do or I do and say, well, you can maybe finesse this and here. That's kind of negligence on the coach's part. They should never do that. Zimmer, I said, if you're you know, when you answer questions, if you're if you're healthy and you're ready to play, you're playing because it's your job. You know, and if Jefferson yeah, that, should have been in that case, there should have been no other considerations. Then. Yeah, I would say that, you know, uh, Zimmer's, there was one ex- classic example with Zimmer when, you know, they, they they all talk about we won't put a guy on the field unless he can protect himself. There was a Monday night game in Chicago where they put um, uh, Brad, uh, Bradford back on the field and he could not he couldn't move. He, he was right. he was in danger <laughs> and it, it took him, you know, I think, till. Right before halftime, before they, you know, they pulled him out and put, uh, uh, was it Keen? Or they, no, not Keenum, but they, they put, you know, someone else back in. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, the Vikings aren't going to, like, like if KJ Hawkins has a partially torn ligament or something, he's not going to go out and play, I wouldn't think. Uh, but I wouldn't just say, well, it's okay to lose because every team in the league, there, there are so many injured quarterbacks, there are so many injured players. But there are teams that are winning with all of these these problems that they have, and the Vikings themselves, you know, these are two one score games where they could still have won these games. Yeah. So it's not they don't get a pass in my book. They don't. Well, you know, it's okay to lose to the pack. The Packers aren't any good. The Packers aren't a good team. The I say that only good. from a fan standpoint. Yeah, I'm not I'm saying, saying it's, it's, you know, I'm not from a personnel a, standpoint. The Packers don't have a, a great quarterback. The Packers don't have a great team. <clears throat> They're coming here, it's it's gonna. Be, I think it is gonna. It's still gonna be a a, a night game on Chris on uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, you know they, they in my turn, especially when I look and see what the Browns have done with, with their situation. I say there's and of course, you know the Browns probably have a better offensive line. So uh, one thing that why the Detroit Lions are, are the champions is that they, their offensive line came in and yeah. controlled that game. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about the Browns. I was going to talk to you about it later in another segment, but just while you brought, since you brought them up, um, they have 32 turnovers, but they're, I bet you their differential is still better than the Vikings. That defense is, well, it's not. They, no, they, the, 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 uh, I believe the, the Browns are minus seven. Uh, it actually it might be two bold, but only like two better. Okay. But I think the Browns, the, the Browns have 20, I don't know. Maybe the Vikings have 25 take. I don't know. I could look it up, but yeah, uh, it's we'll very look it similar. Up minus seven, minus nine. Uh, so it's very That's amazing what, what the Browns are, what they're doing. I mean, they got, they got a great defense. Their, yes. their defense is better. I, mean, I wouldn't want to play defense. that defense in the playoffs. They're 10 and five. And they, like you said earlier, they'd be in the top of that division if it wasn't for the, for the Ravens. And instead they're the fifth seed. And so I, I don't know that I want to play the Browns in the playoffs. You know, and they're, they're doing all this up without the quarterback <laughs> that they gave. 250 some million dollars to uh they 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 kind of muddled through with pj walker who was uh no better than uh than nick mullins the rookie um dorian thompson that um you know yeah we don't know jared hall they're probably in the same you know category this uh the guy from cleveland's a lot more of an athlete although jared hall is is athletic so uh but then they you know they kind of stumbled into (laughs) You know, getting um, Joe Flacco in the right situation, but Flacco's been throwing some picks and stuff. But he has brought something to him 
that, um, you know, if the Vikings could have found something, who knows uh, if he was available at that time. Uh, I think he was. Uh, yeah. Say, you know, you go week to week. But each team is different. Um, but I just feel like the, you know, the Vikings, you know, ultimately, you, you know, O'Connell, you don't like – you don't fire O'Connell, of course. You don't like completely put this in a, oh, my God, he, he can't coach category. Um, because you do get a little bit of leeway when your quarterbacks go down, but right now in the in the heat of the battle, uh, they should win. They, they, I mean, they're at home against the Packers. Packers aren't a great team. They should win this game. Well, you're going to pick the Vikings, and I'm going to have to. Oh no, I won't pick them. I'm saying that they should win. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell no! Until I until I see the quarterback stop throwing it to the other team, I'm going yeah, no to. I'm kidding. I mean, um, one last thing I want to bring up. Uh, uh, about this game uh, on the offense, offensive side of the ball is uh, the penalties. I'm not going to sit here and say the Vikings got all the bad calls, but there were there were 17 penalties accepted in that game, and it was a flag every other minute. It ground that game to a halt, and it was just un, not unwatchable at times. It was it was bad. It's like oh my god, every time there's a play, there's a penalty, and uh, uh, so I blame the whatever the, the the whole crew was just a little flag happy but uh the roughing call and i know you mentioned this in your five points uh, uh the roughing call on pat jones was just a really bad call and uh uh what and you, you also talked about the reversal of uh of of one or you know the thing that the, the vikings had that scoop and score or whatever uh defensive touchdown that was brought back on a penalty can you talk about those a little bit Oh, I, I thought that the, the Pat Jones penalty was terrible. Uh, you know, and frankly, I, I, it's, it's, it's slowly eroding the game. And it's, you know, here, here comes the old guy yelling at the sky or the clouds or whatever, but they're, they're ruining the game. And I understand you got to be, you really have to, there's a way of taking some of these wild, you know, helmet to helmet and where someone's going to get killed shots out of the game. But he comes in, he does, I don't even think they connected helmet to helmet. He did everything so, right. Hits him in the shoulder, and that's a huge play because that's that's the that's the second and twenty six. They had just, um, I think Pat Jones had just gotten right. the sack. There was a false start, so it's second and twenty six. It comes right after, um, so you know there's uh, Mullins throws his interception. Defense comes out, goes, uh, I believe three and out. Then um, I don't know. Then the Vikings. Anyways, the the Lions get the ball back. Um, and it's, you know, Pat Jones has a second. The defense is doing everything that they should do. They're, they're, they're covering up for the bad turnover, doing everything they can, and you get that call. And then it was a couple plays later, I believe, was the, you know, where um, Hicks has a great pass rush, he, and he beats Ragnow on, on that blitz. And, you know, you could say, well, the, and I watched the replay of the, of the TV broadcast coming back. Those guys were all on board that it was his arm was coming forward. Well, mm-hmm. if it was, I, you know, two things to me was I'm watching it back. One, his eyes are closed before he's even like allegedly throwing the ball. Uh, and the other thing is there isn't a receiver where he's where that where he's looking or, or the ball ends up going. There's not a receiver within 10, 12 yards. So if anything, it should have been if it, at the very least, he has to make about a 10 yard field goal, longer field goal, because it should have been grounding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I still feel that. He's being hit as that ball. I mean, the ball's I feel was coming loose as as the, his arms coming forward. So do I. It's already out, I believe. 
And, you know, if I know that they have to anymore, they had kind of, and I don't, was nothing I don't like about the NFL now. You got to let everything play out, call it a fumble, let it go. So they, they all run down to the end zone and do their dances and stuff. And then it, it, I mean, how many times have we seen that this year where they let it go and then it's, but it's not, there's a penalty, there's a, a reversal, there's whatever. I feel that should have been an 82 yard touchdown for the Vikings. I, I mean, there was, yeah. it was, um, <clears throat> I don't believe that he was, his arm was coming forward with a pass. I, I feel like they were, it was close enough that should have been allowed to stand. I agree with you, but as soon as he, had, you know, you, uh, I felt very similar to what you're saying, but then as soon as they call it uh, uh, incomplete pass on the field, you have to have this insurmountable evidence. To, you know, it's all about that call there on the field, or as opposed to <clears throat> looking at it in a Zapruder film-like fashion, like you just did, and 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 determining what the actual correct call should be. You have to have almost more evidence that it's it's a it's a a fumble and a scoop and score and, and o'connell wanted to challenge it but that was one of those where they let the they let the play go through and then they, they reviewed it as a scoring play mm -hmm. um so i don't know if they do that quicker or whatever but it um if it gets the same type of scrutiny that you do whenever you're because it certainly seems like it takes a lot longer when they throw the red flag um and then, and then there was another call that you know it I'm becoming a Minnesotan, Joe. I, I, there's two. There's already two plays that I've said they got screwed on. I'm going to know it. Third one I read it in the paper. I was about shocked this morning. I read uh, back and read it. The third one is is that is the um, holding on on the the practice squad guy, and when the the Detroit receivers falling on his own, you know, it, mm -hmm. and that was at a key moment in uh, uh, later in the game, I believe. Where there's a you know it's a third and seven and they, they get a new set of downs on that so uh, there's three there that I thought yeah that, that the officials and it's sort of become a you know it, it's every week around the league the officiating is just not not good enough. I got a I'll have to clue in my brother to uh, watch this podcast because uh, yesterday at Christmas he was his opening statement to me was. Uh, they got bleeped on every flipping call, so he'll appreciate your. Well, your... there's three of them. I, I feel that they, <laughs> you know, I mean, yes. they still had a chance to win. They could have done things that you know, stop throwing the ball to the other team would have helped. That, um, that might have been a good thing. Yeah, but in uh, but in you know, three pretty big, <laughs> three pretty to big to huge uh, situations, uh, they went against them. Yeah. On that note, we'll take a quick break here at Vikings Territory Breakdown, and uh, we'll come back and talk about the defensive performance. That wasn't much better for the Vikings yesterday, so come on back and check it out. Okay, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, the defense did not have their best game yesterday. Uh, it's kind of two in, a row for, two in a row for them and Brian Flores' staff. He did get Jordan Hicks back, which should have helped and did it at times, but uh, they gave all, up a lot of points. They didn't uh, – uh, they're playing a good team, but a good offense, but they didn't get the pressure they needed to on on Goff, and and that's that's one of the things you had in one of your extra points in the, in the paper on on uh, Monday. Monday, yes, on Christmas Day, uh, uh, about not getting to, uh, to Goff enough and letting him – I mean, last year that he just sat back and did whatever he wanted. They – they did a little pressure on, but not enough. You want to talk about that? Well, yeah. Last year when it was Donatello, that's you know, the the Detroit games for me was a, was the real, especially the one here 
would be wow, you know, so so weird watching a Vikings team not like apply pressure, especially at home with a great, you know, home crowd and a great home stadium uh, atmosphere. Uh, but you know, they hats off to the the, the Lions' offensive line. As I said earlier, they, I feel like they, you know, as Dan Campbell said afterwards, they showed up. He said, you know, if if we could ID all their different things that they do. You know, we felt we were going to hold up because we ID'd everything and they more than held up. And he's, it's, it's right. It's, you know, not at all in two games. I think there was 80 passes. Uh, there were no sacks. And I think a total of five quarterback hits, you know, where they actually you know, make contact with the quarterback. In this game, you know, Goff threw it 40 times. One sack um, was hit only uh, three times. Now, one of them it was a, a – one of them was taken away. I, you know, that 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 Hill um, or the Pat Jones hit is is would have been a tremendous play. Yeah. Like he gets to him, he kind of that's a pressure. Um, it's, it would have been a knockdown, things like that. Uh, that got taken away from him, but uh, it it wasn't enough. And there was one there was one ball where, you know, I think Flores also he did a good job in confusing him because there was one uh, third down early in the game where he dropped eight and golf stood there forever yep. and then having to throw the ball away to the right because there was nothing there that was that was that's how you want to do it whenever you're you're mixing your eight and your you know your mm -hmm. rushing three and all this stuff um but ultimately the, the lions you know protected him i mean that's a guy if you look at golf and, and golf needs the same type of protection that kirk cousins does now they're they're you know kirk is actually more mobile than jared golf so it's like Whenever a guy like Goff gets that type of protection, he has the arm strength and the accuracy to do everything, and so does Kirk. So yeah, that's the kind of protection the Vikings have to be looking at. You know, if if they bring Kirk Cousins back, I mean, you need that, or you're not going to get. Like if if Goff didn't have that protection, he's not going to make some of the throws he made. So, <clears throat> and then uh, offensive line. I mean, they they ran for 143 yards, three touchdowns. Vikings ran for 17 yards. I mean, that's pathetic. Jeez. On 11 on 11 carries, um, the Lions had uh, an eight-minute drive, two seven-minute drives. They had a, two of them were 75 yards. One was 83 yards. One, uh, you know, all of them took, um, you know, 13, 14 plays. That's when your offensive line is is. Uh, I wouldn't say it was dominating, but it just kept beating. It's like they're just pounding rock. They were just and the Vikings could not, you know, they didn't get gashed, but they were they were worn down. It's just they got it was a grinded out game that they just ground the Vikings down. And some of those touchdown runs untouched. Um, you know, there was a, like a 14 yard run around the end where mm -hmm. uh, you know, Blackman doesn't fill his gap. And but, you know, it was just it, it was a, you know, just a old school which is which is the whole matchup between these two franchises right now was the old school Dan Campbell and kind of the new school like you know we're going to although O'Connell does have a respect for the run but it's more of a quarterback you know and, and whereas Dan Campbell I think is more of a you know let's you know still a run run type team and a power you know like a tough type team so they're such a well-rounded offense uh you know you mentioned the offensive line but I mean you got those two running backs that are just you know, they have the different skills and they're both 
so effective. I mean, Gibbs is something else. I mean, he's so quick. He made a miss a lot of tackles. Just you know, he's right. They're right on him, and he'll make a little juke, and he's he's passed yet. And and if they're they're stopping the run, then they throw to Amon St. Brown or Reynolds or or somebody else, and they got this unbelievable uh, um, tight end in in Laporta. They. Uh, you in the note you sent over to me, you said Goff is 29 and Campbell might be coach of the year. This is this is going to be this is the team of the division for for some time until somebody comes steps up and changes that. Well, I mean, it has a you know, it didn't have that feeling when the Vikings won it last year, even though you know they were uh, especially how it ended. Now, now it could end that's it could end the very same way for the, the Lions as it did for the Vikings because. The Lions, it has that right feeling for you. Hey, third third seed, playing at home, all the excitement, and then they lose. But, um, you know, it does have a feeling like, hey, your quarterback, you got your quarterback. And one thing that, you know, the Vikings offensive line has improved, but I still feel like it's not in the same class as what Detroit has or what Philadelphia has. Um, and it's young enough to where they're, they're going to be together. Uh, you know, we all, everyone made fun of the Lions for taking Gibbs in the 12th overall, I think. Uh, made fun of them again for taking a linebacker 18. Made fun of them again for taking a tight end in the second round. So it was, you know, like it's that old school, you know, uh, mentality. But, you know, Gibbs, Gibbs is a good example of how now, even though we want to paint all the running backs with the same brush, you know, there's a difference between those guys, a difference between a Dalvin Cook and a, and an Alexander Madison, uh, not that I would have kept Cook because I think he was washed up. But uh, you know, when you get them, you know, they can give you a lot that some other running backs can't. And so, yeah, it has a feeling like um, it's going to go through Detroit for at least next year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the Vikings, uh, speaking of uh, throwing it to those receivers, uh, they didn't have their best game either. And 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 the the cornerbacks are a little depleted right now. Uh, uh, there were times this season that the cornerback play was really good for the team, but it, we didn't see it yesterday. And and uh, you had talked, you sent me a note. I didn't even realize you told me that uh, uh, Caleb Evans got benched for for Jalen Williams. Yeah, it was early in the fourth quarter. It was, he missed a tackle on a on a on St. Brown that you know toward the sideline where he kind of missed a tackle, and there was um, some miscommunication between him and Jalen Williams on a on a deep ball. I don't know. It might've been Jalen Williams's fault, but uh, there was enough plays there where I think Flores pulled him out. You know, didn't, wasn't happy with how he played. Um, I, I feel like, you know, <clears throat> when the, when they, the cornerbacks had played well early in the year, when we thought they played well, or they have played well, it's, it's a lot to do with the pressure that they put on the, the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And I think Detroit held them off enough pressure wise that, you know, they got exposed. And you don't have Murphy, who's probably your best corner. Um, and then Blackman uh, hurts his shoulder in, well, I forget when it was, second quarter, third quarter, that has to come off. Um, so, yeah, they were they were, they were were depleted and they weren't playing very well. Um, so, and then when, yes. when you can't get there on the rush, uh, it's it makes for a long, long day. Yeah, yeah. So I have to beat my uh, weekly drum about Brian Flores. So now these these two losses and bad performance by the defense is going to help us keep them, right? Well, I think the whole year, each week is a, is a is an audition, and uh, he's not trending up anymore. 
Oh gosh, he'll get he'll get scooped up. Oh, he'll get interviews. I, I'm just saying, it's just like Dobbs. And whenever we were talking about how great Dobbs was in that first, you know, when they were winning, and it's like to me, it's a season long audition. And right now, Dobbs is he's certainly not the quarterback of the future. <laughs> I'd still like to see him as maybe a backup. Um, but same with Flores. It you know the luster kind of. Sort of like in Cleveland in, in the 1990 when the uh, young defensive coordinator for the Giants, uh, when Scott Norwood went wide right, that put Bill Belichick in Cleveland. Knowing Art Modell and covering the team at the time or around that time, uh, if the Bills win that game, Art probably doesn't hire Bill Belichick. Hmm. Well, I, I'd tell you, I, well, I was saying earlier, I'm not sure if I would say it's all right if the Vikings lose to me. I'm going to have to change that because if I don't, this is going to be the Cleveland Browns podcast each week. Because, uh, Mark's our Cleveland Browns. Well, I, you know, Joe, I mean, if you look around, it's like everyone else is – the Vikings aren't the only ones that are, like, you know, not the best team in the world and not the healthiest team in the world. It's uh, The Browns I mean, are amazing. I'm a Vikings fan. This thing – I'd be thinking, how can you get in and end up – facing the Lions. I mean, it might be hard now because the Lions will probably be the Lions will probably be in that third spot and you have to get the six in order yeah. to, so they probably can't, but there's still a possibility they could get the six. So, you know, get to where you could go back to Detroit and play them. That would be talk about erasing some bad feelings. Yeah, that's just, true. I, I would love to see that just from our unique standpoint. On your, in your house and then go and, and take the playoffs from them there. Three, uh, just just the fact alone that it's play the same team three times in uh, uh, three times in four weeks, it's like a baseball schedule. It'd be kind of interesting in that point. But we're gonna we're gonna hit the playoff scenarios in the next segment. So we'll take a break right now, and so we can bond back to Vikings territory breakdown. <clears throat> okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings territory breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, um, playoff scenarios. Uh, I'm I'm lukewarm on them getting in just because uh, um, I've been around here forever and the Vikings have always been in the middle of the pack come draft day and and uh, out in the first round come playoff day. So I, I guess I, I will uh, – I hate to watch them lose, but I will uh, accept it if they do. How about that? So, you know, you'd rather have them lose two games just so you can draft like – 15th instead of 17th or 19th. It, might be, it could end up being better than, but yeah, maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. At, at this point, yes. But it does, you know, that does make their draft pick a little more enticing to trade because that's what Quake Quasi is all about. But yeah, I know. I want them to win. There's no way in hell I want them to lose to the Packers. I just, you know, that's just, there's just no way. But, you know, at, at this point, um, the news we're getting about Hawkinson is not good. I don't, he's not playing. And, and, uh, Addison, I'm sure they'll hold him out. Uh, you lost DJ Wanham, you're one of your best defensive linemen for the year at, for the rest of the season, and uh, it's it's uh, it's untenable, it's unwinnable, and uh, why beat your head uh, why beat your head against the wall when you can just go and uh, yeah. you know whatever. Two of the bigger plays in that game. Uh, one was right before they threw the last interception. Brandon Powell makes a catch down the field. I don't know, 25 yards or whatever. Puts to maybe to the Lions thirty, I believe. I think you know, so. They're in a position. There's time. There's plenty of time. But the quarterback got, you know, um, antsy and impatient and threw a stupid ball down the field that was a wobbler. 
and got intercepted earlier in the game. One of two of the best plays was KJ Osborne catching a deep ball that KJ would have been, that would have been the touchdown, but KJ had to wait for it to arrive from, from Pluto or whatever was coming down and had to reach back and catch the ball. But then the next play, he ends up catching a six yard touchdown pass. So, you know, there's still, there's still a way to win a game, especially when you're playing, you know, you're not playing the the 49ers or you're not playing, uh, even they beat the 49ers, but, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're playing a team that's still that's muddling along just like they are. So it's not unwits. There's no way, shape, and form is it unwinnable. They have to win both games, I think. And the Rams and Seahawks have to lose. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm probably both. I mean, they're a game behind both of those teams. Those are the two teams ahead of them by one game. Now, if we end up tied, I believe we have the, the tiebreaker on the Rams. So that would get us in. And I think we have it on the Seahawks two perhaps so if they if vikings win two and and each of those teams loses one uh they should find us a way in it's just that they're going to be uh limping in and they're going to well and they in that situation they wouldn't need you know two of them to lose no no just one of them no yeah so so there there's 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 several situations where they can get in by winning you know uh but it's you know when they're heading into to cincinnati it was you know, they control their own destiny when they were heading into uh, this last game. They're still in control. Well, now they're not in control of everything. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, there's certainly uh, there, there's a, there are paths there to get in. Um, and, you know, the, they go, you know, Detroit, I don't know where Detroit's going to be in that situation. I don't, Dan Campbell does not strike me as a guy that's going to, going to do a, hey, backups. I feel like Dan Campbell's going to be a guy. Hey, we want to be we want to be rolling into the playoffs, and we want to beat the crap out of this team. You know that that I mean, the in front of our home coach, crowd. You know, from the coach to the players to the city to the franchise. I mean, it just feels like, you know, I, I don't see them just like throwing backups out there. But yeah, you know, you do open yourself up for for, for something bad to happen if you lose golf or you lose a, a big time player in a game where you can't help your standing, but. Maybe somebody's uh, I, mad that they just knocked T.J. Hawkinson out out for his uh, the season and maybe longer. You know, uh, maybe someone goes and takes a cheap shot. Not advocating that, but what did yeah. you think of that tackle? I mean, I mean, the, the tight ends are are you know like I, I compared to Gronk, who is constantly getting lower leg injuries because he's so much bigger, and it's the only way you can get him down. So guys go down and submarine him, but. Weren't they trying to take that kind of tackle out of the game, or 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 what did you think about that? Well, I don't know if it was egregious. Uh, you know, I feel I always feel for the defensive guy because if you go if you go high, you know, you, you talk to players and whenever they they don't want to be uh, if they're not trying to be politically correct when it comes to concussions and make sure you give all the proper words to that that type of injury, guys would prefer that they that people go low on or go high on them than, than to take their legs out, take their knees right. out. Um, I think guys will, will say, will tell you that they'd rather be hit in the helmet than they would in the kneecap. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it was, uh, I mean, I, like I said, I feel for the defensive guy, you got to hit him somewhere. And I don't know that it was low and, you know, it was a penalty. I don't think it was. Okay. Um, the NFL. Uh, well, hopefully, we'll we'll be talking next week about a win. Uh, uh, the NFL playoff situation. We've seen some. It, it's this is such a crazy league. There's so much movement. 
as you get down to these last few games. You know, it's, it's what makes it uh, must-see TV. And last night, the Ravens beat up on the 49ers. They beat them soundly. Uh, and uh, old Mr. Irrelevant wasn't very relevant to, to his squad uh, last night because he threw f- uh, four interceptions. And, um, you know, I mean, uh, he was being talked about uh, for the MVP of the league. But, uh, you know, Nick Mullins threw four interceptions, too. So, come on. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Uh, pardon me? Nick for MVP. Yes, there you go. And uh, Ravens really showed themselves to be tough. And, and you had said this earlier in the year, brought my attention to it, that this this uh, uh, the AFC North is just quite an intense division this year. Now, maybe the Pittsburgh is not up to their usual standard, but the Browns and the Ravens are top-notch. The Bengals were until they lost their quarterback. That So, uh, you know, maybe you got to say that the Ravens are the best squad in the league right now. Yeah, and that's 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 something that, that's a hat you probably don't want to wear in this league because as soon as you get it put on <laughs> your head, 49ers had it earlier in the year and it got smacked off their head and for three games when they lost three in a row. Uh, you know, Dallas wore it, they got smacked off their head. The Eagles maybe have worn it and they, you know, got smacked down and uh the Ravens have it. The Ravens, you know, they 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 embarrassed <laughs> You know, the, the 49ers last night, they embarrassed the Lions even worse in a 38-6 to game that was not even that close yeah. earlier in the year. The Lions got humiliated in that game. Uh, so, yeah, to me, the Ravens look like the team right now. But All over Twitter. As far as MVP going into that game, people were saying Purdy, and I'm thinking it might be the running back at the, the MVP. Yeah, yeah. Um, all over Vikings Twitter yesterday, after people watching that game, is the just the wringing of the hands uh, about Kyle Hamilton and, and the player they didn't take. Instead, they took Lewis and It's like that. Uh, that's that's that hurts right now because that guy that guy's a really good player and he had what three interceptions yesterday. <laughs> My God. Yeah, I mean, and he had uh, earlier in the season when I one of the times writing about it was he was coming off a game where he had I think three sacks and an interception. Uh, He's an outstanding player. He was a guy that was, you know, if you follow all the mock drafts and the early mock drafts. And I always feel like Kuyper and McShay kind of set where they, where where we end up all thinking that they should go. And then Mm -hmm. as it gets shuffled around and uh, I know initially he was like a top 10 type guy, but then it got to where he, well, he's not as fast as, as maybe he should be. And so he didn't, he's sitting there, he's sitting there at 12 and, you know, the Vikings did what they did. And, uh, you know, the Vikings, you know, Quasey's done a lot of other, he's done other things that have, you know, certainly Ivan Pace this year, uh, Jordan Addison was a, was a good first round pick, but that initial draft, that initial draft of his was, is looking pretty damn bad right now. Whenever you, you make a trade with Detroit, you talk about, well, you know, that's old school thinking about trading in your division. Well, here come the Lions and win it on your on your carpet, um, and you're yep. and the guy that you traded is sitting. Uh, he's sitting in street clothes for the eighth straight time as a healthy scratch on a defense that plays three safeties and has three safeties in the Pro Bowl conversation uh, among the fan voting. So um, that that's hard. Yeah, 
I, uh, it's gotta be tough. He's going to wear that one around, uh, that yoke on his neck for a while. Um, you know, I was sitting there thinking that somebody else had said in response to the Kyle Hamilton talk was said, quit talking about Kyle Hamilton and talk about this. Uh, the Vikings drafted Mike Hughes like 30th. And then at some, they drafted Sony Michelle, I think new England did the next pick. And the next pick was Lamar Jackson. <laughs> So there's a pick they could have had, and it just occurs to me I should, or you should do this, Mark. Go back and look through all the th- the coulda, shoulda, woulda ones, and just put the team together the Vikings could have of all time, you know, players that they they should have drafted and didn't draft, you know. And, oh, and- sure, yeah. I mean, that, there's you know, there's there's lots of ones that everybody, every team could could do do that. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Certain teams that they, they certain guys that uh, where they went and what, what they became, uh, starting with of course the best best. Uh, I'm not ready. To, I mean, I I wasn't around to watch Jim Brown in person, but I I, I still like as an old guy. I got to hold on to Jim Brown as the best player in history, mm-hmm. uh, and I held on to Joe Montana for as long as I could until I figured well, Brady's the best quarterback. Uh, but yeah, Brady being a sixth round pick is, uh, is that's true. Classic yeah. example. He made a lot of teams better. Um, yeah. Uh, well, here's here's uh, I, I guess. OK, I, I do got to ask you. I mean, what's going on with the Chiefs? I mean, they, they look befuddled yesterday. Now, they gave up two uh, defensive scores uh, almost consecutively and uh, first a fumble recovery for a touchdown and then a, a pick six by Mahomes. And uh, the uh, I saw this stat last night. The the Raiders did not complete a pass for three quarters and they still won <laughs> they won 20 to 14 over the Chiefs and and Mahomes just looked lost out there I mean he doesn't I don't I don't think his, his receivers can separate I don't think his uh, line can can give him time it, it's just and maybe Kelsey's lost a step or he's distracted who knows by something uh I mean, what, what what's going on they're defending champs and they just look mortal you know yeah, I mean, for starters, I hope that uh, that Pierce gets the the Raiders' job. I mean, he's he has brought a certain like uh, toughness, sort of a Dan Campbell type feeling, mm. I think, to that team. To where you know, I mean, they should have actually they should have they started off real, so well against the Chiefs about about a month ago. They were, they were up fourteen nothing. They were dominating the Chiefs. Chiefs, you know, escaped and got you know the what we're seeing is that Patrick Mahomes can't uh, as much. Yeah, he can't. He, he's, he's such a great escape artist, and he's always bringing them back and winning. He just doesn't have that receiver to do it. You need you need at least another a, a target in addition to Kelsey that you can really depend on. And also, I feel like the defense carried that team, you know, so well for so long, and, and it certainly did not carry them on uh, yesterday on, on Sunday. So um, or yesterday. So yeah, it's um, you know you can't do it every year. And whenever they would lose it, they when they lost Tyreek Hill, they came back with two receivers that they brought in, mm-hmm. uh, got by, and won a Super Bowl. So it's it's not the Tyreek Hill thing. But w- then they lose those receivers, and I th- think that maybe they mistakenly thought, well, we could do it again with some other guys, Tony or whatever, and they couldn't do it. And but you know they're still nine and six. They still you know what amazing is that Patrick Mahomes will have to go on the road actually and play a, a playoff yeah. game. It sure sort of looks that way. Uh, so uh, they're, you know, they're, they've become just kind of another, another good team as opposed to a, 
really good team with the best player in the league leading them. Um, next thing on my agenda is the Browns, but you've already filled up half this podcast with Browns talk, so we're going to bypass that. I could, we could, Kevin Stefanski might might have two coach of the years. I would. Oh, well, there he goes. It's yeah, hard yeah. not to. Uh, it's hard not to. to... Dan you Campbell, to... when you when you were in the locker room with the Lions and you're in the Lions owner, I mean, uh, she I don't know how long she's been the uh, primary owner, but um, you know when you're just seeing that a team that had not done it and not. It's almost impossible to go 30 years without winning the division. Uh, so Dan Campbell certainly gets in the in the conversation for coach of the year. Absolutely. One time it was Kevin O'Connell looking like that, you know, uh, managing four, you know, four quarterbacks this year, and, and unfortunately that's kind of gone by the wayside. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a 17 game evaluation, and he was right there and. Um, he was right there last year, I thought, until he went to Green Bay and, and slid all over the field. And I think that Justin Jefferson at that point was an MVP, you know, conversation. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, you got to look at everything. And uh, It's a week-to-week well, league. They still have a chance to squeak into the playoffs. And now you don't vote on what happens in the playoffs, so you got to vote what happens in the regular yeah. season. Uh, but I would think that yeah, there's at least two guys that have uh, – <laughs> Story I think you awesome. have to recuse yourself from voting for Kevin Stefanski personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he, when, it, when they when they did it uh, when he did it two or uh, two or three years ago, I was like, "Are you? Is anyone going to vote for anyone else?" Because I mean, Cleveland's a freaking laughing stock, and they won eleven games. Uh, so, you know, and and he, you know, he's very similar to what O'Connell, you know, yep. gets rid of his defensive coordinator, hires a Jim Schwartz, who's done a great job. Uh, O'Connell hires Flores, who's who's still done a great job. I mean, uh, they were never going to be perfect, you know, and but they were good enough to win. You know that how that Bengals game, that fourth quarter of the Bengals game, they could have done a lot better. But overall, he's done a hell of a job. Flores has. Here's my. Uh, we're almost heading up. Oh, it'll be the New Year's by the time we talk about this next. And here's what I want done next season: is sign Kirk, sign Hunter, sign JJ, retain Flores. And uh, after that, I don't care. You know, Jefferson is going to be an interesting one because, you know, when you, you miss seven games and uh, I mean, it's, he's helped himself by coming back and, and making some of these great catches. Uh, so I feel like he'll still get paid as the best receiver. I don't think he accepts a contract and anything less than whatever is the highest paid receiver um, and how that impacts, um, you know, what they do with cousins. I think this, We've gotten a real, you know, Vikings fans in general have gotten a real pretty stiff smack across the face on what, you know, you've got to sign Cousins because you don't have anything else. And until you find something else, I think you got to you got to sign Cousins and then you've got to figure out what, what your next step is. Is Cousins going to give him a hometown discount because, you know, he loves it here and he wants to stay here and he's got all this coal cash. So uh, does, he, does he look around and say, hey, you know, I got plenty of money. I got I, enough chains. I, I don't think it's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, he's not. I mean, let's put it this way. I, I can't see him signing a contract for less than per year than what Daniel Jones is making. And Daniel Jones is at what forty million. Um, so, and, and forty million now is almost like receiver money. Like when he's not a, you know, Kirk is not a top two or three guy. But, you know, some of the top guys now are making 53, 52, 51. So, you know, Kirk has to come in at 40. And, again, I'm not 
Not only am I not a good a good NFL cap guy, I'm not really a good media cap guy. So, but I feel like it just common sense would be I'm not signing less than what Daniel Jones gets. He was playing at you know top five uh, before he got injured. I thought he was you know he was you know top five, top six quarterbacks in the league. So, well for sure. I mean he he this has been a it's you know he wouldn't want it this way, but it it was a good example of how he can play, and then it was a good example of just how you end up without him playing that way. But then doesn't he, doesn't he, uh, you know, this guy's what 36 now and he, he got, uh, he tore his, his Achilles with in a non-contact injury or play. And, and, you know, you, you start, your bones start to get and tendons start to get a little brittle as you get older. Doesn't he have to uh, factor that in and say, yeah, I'm not probably a spring chicken anymore. So maybe I'm an injury risk. So maybe you, I'll give you a few, Five million less for crying out loud! Now. He's not going to ask that. The other team, will, the team, will, the team might. Break, might He's got to give it up. His agent got to be realistic. And it might be incentives or some sort, but um, yeah, no, I think I think right now, if anyone has anyone over a barrel, it's probably Kirk Cabinet, which is strange to say when you got a guy in his his uh, 30, 36, 35, 36, whatever he is, and coming off an injury, a significant injury. But I still think I was like, wow, you know. Until you have something else, you can't just go into a season thing. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll muddle through because an entire year gets wasted. Yeah. Well, next week the Packers come to town on New Year's Eve, the last regular season game of the year. Uh, they got to stop the running backs. They got a confused love, which wouldn't be that hard. They got to score a bunch on this weak defense of the Packers, and um, it's the Packers, so they got to win. They somehow got to win. The last regular season game here. I thought um, it was the last. I, I thought there was no Monday night game, so I thought it was oh, the last yeah. regular season game because it's Sunday night. Uh, yeah, the last primetime game. I guess. I yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. You're right. yeah, you're right. There's no event. There's no like explanation or evaluation or, or anything to talk <laughs> about other than the fact that I, I'm not picking. I mean. They've established who they are, and who they are is a is a team that can't stop turning the ball over, with uh, with subpar quarterback play. So I'm taking the Packers. You're taking the Packers. And I got a one game lead. You didn't happen to mention where we stood. I was about to. It's the next thing we hadn't got. To. I was just talking about assessing the Packers. You jumped oh, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Make your prediction. Well, the, yeah, the the Packers is, as far as assessing the Packers. Um, I don't feel like I feel like Jordan Love is uh, he certainly earned the right to be a starter next year, but I don't think that we've like, well, you know, this guy is going to be their quarterback long term. And they've they figured that out. Um, you know, you look at, the, at what what Flores and the Vikings did. You know, that's that's the game where Kirk got hurt. So all the attention was on Kirk getting hurt in that game. But, you know, the attention should, could have been if Kirk had stayed healthy would have been on what Flores and that defense did in Green Bay to Jordan Love. Um, so that that could still happen. That could definitely still happen. Um, but, I, you know, the, the, they're a beatable team. I think they, you know, they had a big lead on Carolina, and then Carolina came back and tied. And I I, I haven't looked at a lot what they at that game. Yeah. Um, but they came back and they won that game. So, you know. They gave them 30. They gave up thirty to Carolina anyway. Yeah, having this scramble to beat Carolina, I, I am not saying that 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 I'm hundred percent confident in, in the fact that they'll come in and win. I'm just saying 
I'm not taking this. I'm not putting any trust in this Vikings team right now at all. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to like hey, the quarterback making the I mean, quarterback's going to stand there tomorrow, whoever it is, and say I'm I'm going to be careful with the ball, blah blah blah. And then when you get on the field, it, you say that, and when you get on the field and treat the ball like he like he treated it, yeah, well, I'm done with you. So, um, um, yeah. It, it uh, now moving into the prediction segment where where Mark Craig enjoyed Victory Monday yesterday, and we're certain to tell send me a text as soon as that inevitably happened that uh, he was now on the lead. I think it's your first lead of the season. So go I ahead and enjoy first it. Lead ever. Huh? It might be. be my first lead ever because we started <laughs> oh, yeah. last year whenever they would win every game that was came within, you know, you know, I, all one score games they won except the end. But yes. Uh, yeah. No. So, yes. I, uh, more power to you. I, I, you know, I had trouble picking the Vikings last week, but I thought, you know, once again, it could have gone either way at the end of it. But, uh, you know, uh, Mark or Mark, Mike. Nick Mullen showed us who who he is and uh, four interceptions. I, I don't care if we've learned anything this season. We've learned that. I mean, in their in their in their losses, they've have turnovers of three, four, two, one, three, four, two, four. Good lord! You know, hang on to the ball. Um, you're going to take the the Packers. Well, that gives me a chance. I, I was going to take the Packers because I just I just think uh, I just think that the Vikings are too beat up. Uh, they may start Jaron Hall, and he's going to have some rust or confusion or what have you. And and the Packers probably want it. Jordan Love wants to beat this team, and they their playoff hopes are still alive. So I was thinking that, thinking that you would take, you know, I guess I didn't know what you think, but this allows me to take the Vikings and save face. And at least if if I if I get it right, then I'm tied with you going down the final week of the season. So I was going to say, if we both take the Packers, we're probably going to get canceled as a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I got to take the Vikings. Now I got something. Now I got to cheer for them hard and the hell with the draft pick. Let's go. Vikings. And it could happen. I mean, it could definitely happen. I mean, uh, and, and if it does, I, that would be, it'd be fun to see that for some guys in that locker room, like a Jordan Hicks. Look what he, you know, you look at a, and a Marcus Davenport who got hurt and just I feel like he just kind of gave up on the season. Jordan Hicks comes back and he's playing. And um, there's just a lot of guys that have put a lot into this year, you know, that it would be, it would be good to see them, you know, at least go down to the last game and try to get it and squeak into the playoffs. But uh, there's just one position right now that's just killing them and uh, at the wrong time. And I just can't. Quick question, Mark. If 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 what should we read into who they put in at quarterback? Will that tell us how the Vikings are approaching this game? If they put in Nick Mullins and say, okay, we want to play for a draft choice. If they put no. in, you know, Jaron Hall, you know, we, we're just going to go see what we got. I mean, it, it really, I think it really will inform what how, what the the franchise is. No, I, I think it'll tell you. There, there's no scenario where they, they're, where they're going to be, where you could say, well, they're giving up on the season. They, they're, it's going to be who gives them the, the best chance to win the game because right. they're not, they're not, they are not. I guarantee you, they're, they are not thinking, uh, you know, we, we can be a little bit better in the draft. Uh, they don't want to do that because then Florida, too close. Florida too would say the heck with you and walk. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, there's a guy on record as, as not, not approving of such measures. Uh, it, it, you know, it, I, I, I feel like this is going to probably be dated because I don't know if Kyle's going to say it in this afternoon or not. Yeah. But, 
my feeling is the, the freshest the freshest way to get everyone feeling like we can win this game is to give the guy who has the, the least scar tissue on him, and that's Jared Hall. <laughs> that's what we've been reduced to. That's where <laughs> that's where we've come to. And, uh, and oh, okay, so, yeah. If that's and that's and it you know the least scar tissue. There's not a Vikings fan out there without some of that of their yeah. own. So. And what they should do, you know, like when I used to coach like youth soccer, the coach should be allowed to be on the field to help him out <laughs> and tell him and she'd be able, be able to like yell at him, you know, let him, <laughs> let him have the, 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 uh, the headphones on the entire play. So he could say, whoa, 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 look out, look out, look out, you know, go throw it. Watch out, this guy's going to knock your there. head off. <laughs> you don't have the arm strength to throw it there, throw it somewhere else. Uh, just. Yeah, you know, let them do that. You know, I think they should take that up at the rules committee this year. We you know yes. with, with young you, quarterback you know, and, you know. shouldn't be throwing a deep ball and uh, should be able to talk to him the whole play. Okay. Well, on that note, we had better go. It is deteriorating fast around here, but uh, Mark, thanks a lot. Appreciate it each week. Uh, uh, hope you have a great new year's and uh, we'll be back next week to talk about it. Uh, Mike Woldem, thank you for producing behind the scenes all season and year long. And <clears throat> Thanks, Joe Johnson, for putting us here in the first place. And to all you folks out there, we really appreciate you checking us out each week. Hope you continue to do so. So until next weekend when uh, I tie Mike Mark up for the, the prediction segment with the Vikings win, uh, uh, all the best to you. Happy New Year and skull. Skull.